This episode of the Best of Fives and all the work we do at NeoZaz.com is made possible by the generosity of our Patreon supporters. To find out more and to learn how you can help support all the work we do, please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash NeoZaz. Welcome to the Best of Fives, a show that can be with anyone about anything. And I think we've ditched the portion of Happen Anytime because it's always Thursdays. I am Matt, and joining me for this episode is my wife, Christy. Hello! And we are talking about, of all things... Crazy Ex-Girlfriend! Yep, the top, our top five favorite moments from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, season one. Season one specifically, because season two, we're... I guess we're... As of, as of this recording, now we got a little time warp thing going on in Best of Five to record, but we have a backlog to release. But at the time of this recording, we're about in the middle of season two. Yeah. Maybe close to over by the time this is out, but... Because of that, uh, because we don't know what season two is going to bring, we are just doing season one, which gives leaves the door wide open to follow this one up. Now, yes, tell the story. I'll go into mine. I'll go into mine. Let me because you were watching this at nausea. I binged it. Yeah, like I I could not get away from this, and this is like this is not a Netflix show or an AMC show. That has like ten episodes. This has this is twenty some oh, yeah. run on the CW. Oh. So it was on for what felt like for seemingly forever. So you tell me how you even found and started watching the show. And obviously not you didn't watch it at the airing because you started watching binge watching it. So tell me about it. I actually i I was listening to an, an NPR po- podcast. It was Pop Culture Happy Hour that mentioned they mentioned stuff that's going on and and they kind of. Gave a couple clips, and then I heard an interview with Rachel Bloom on NPR, mm-hmm. and said, I, I might actually, this sounds kind of like something I would want to watch. And then I happened to find it on Netflix, because they were all on Netflix, and I started watching it, and I couldn't stop. <laughs> so, she, did this show, I understand, and I've seen some, I haven't watched them all the way through, she started out as a YouTube performer yes and that's how the show got picked up or is, is the one thing lead to another or does it just happened to one no she she recorded she has um a channel called rachel does stuff okay so and and she sang a song about wanting to do things to stephen hawking stephen hawk no was uh was it no 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 uh oh oh because i've seen this the only thing i've seen of hers on youtube um oh ray bradbury right ray bradbury that's the, that's the only thing i've seen of hers on YouTube. I mean, I've seen a lot of the musical stuff. Well, actually, we'll get into that. You're, you're telling your so story. So I was watching it. I was binge watching it a lot. And and you would walk through the room and just kind of roll your eyes. And Ugh. and then you kind of stopped a couple times. No, I didn't. And that's not You right stopped a couple times. I saw you. I saw you. Well, Guilty. I guess I did like, because. So what the hell is I always this? Walk by when the, I always seem to walk by when the musical numbers are going. And that's the part. Those are honestly the parts I don't like about this show. Except for one. Which will be evident when we get to our list. Yes. No, what happened was, 
That's not you're kind of either you're you, mixing you or forgetting it. You would walk through. Yeah, I would walk through. But as far as are we getting to me watching it? No, now? I was okay, just saying ahead. that okay. you would walk through right. and okay. and you'd catch it. And okay, you'd then roll maybe your you're eyes. not. Maybe you're not. That is not what it. caught your interest. There's never a time I stopped by. I stopped by. If I stopped, it was to see what. Why the hell are you watching this? I yeah. It never ever even remotely caught my interest until we get to my part of the story. No, I'm mainly saying that you would walk through the room, okay. roll your eyes, and go, "What the hell is this?" I don't even know if I'd bother saying anything. Mm. Maybe it was psychically right. you were but saying anyway. hell. And and I just kept watching it. Okay. That's my side. Well, then we had a friend come visit. Actually, the people that listen to Neo's as would know who Quint is uh, from Catacombs of Halloween Horror Nights and Trailer Pod Boys. His wife, Ulrika, had come to visit. You two are as close of friends as Quint and I are mm-hmm. as close of friends. And... We were we were probably I think it was I don't even know what day it was probably the day that we had gone we had gone to a uh, this this kind of artisan market slash brewery which is a real place <laughs> in oh, central yeah. Florida and I think we came home and continued just we've been drinking throughout the day we weren't hammered or drunk but we shouldn't be driving so we're looking for something to stay in and you and her voted on crazy ex girlfriend and I'm like okay. I said you need to watch this yeah so I really could not. I mean, I could have gotten away, but it was on. I was settled. I think we even had ordered dinner and started dinner with yep. this on. And I will say, after having run through the first episode and a half, by the time it took to get through dinner and drinks, I was like, oh, this story is actually good. The story. That's the thing. I like the story. I like, I like, I don't want to say this. I like hating the characters because there's barely a character except for one that I like on this show. Everyone is just. Dis- Dis- Everybody has despicable a despicable on this moment, show. Yeah. Well, I'm not. That's not entirely true. White Josh, Daryl, the the supporting yes. characters are. There's one main ish character, someone that is in the opening sequence of season one that is not deplorable. Correct. And I will get to that because that is part of my list. Correct. So, in a really weird way, you checked out this show because I think the songs more piqued your curios- yes. curiosity because you have a I, way I, more yeah. interest in musicals and musical I theater love than I musicals. do. I have zero interest in musicals, yet the story was actually somewhat intriguing. So we watch it for two completely different reasons. You will watch it on the DVR and fast forward to the story and stop at the music, yep. and I do the complete opposite. Yep. It's really strange. So we but, should not watch it at the same right. time. So uh, that's one of the reasons we're doing this episode. Uh, another reason is I just uh, I don't mind talking about it, and I thought... I. I've been posting on when it's on, and I post on Facebook that I'm watching it. I kind of do it as a as a gag to see what people are going to say. And mostly, most the most likes I get and hearts I get are from women. I didn't get as many comments from guys about while I was watching it, but surprisingly, another friend of mine, probably one of the smartest people I know, Eric. I'm not going to say his last name because I hadn't said I didn't say I was going to mention this. Is also a fan of the show, so that kind of. Makes reaff- me like Eric yeah, even it, And it reaffirmed more. that it's okay to do this show. Plus, Dave has put himself out there and did that Miranda Sings episode. And, you know. Dave and heck? I Dave and I have watched yeah. musicals together. Yep. And Dave and I and most of the people on News As, except for Lou, are at an age where, you know what? We really don't care what people think about what we like. So, nope. I am here proudly declaring I watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. And I'm about to list my top five favorite things in the first season of that show. I would, I would also like it noted that recently, thanks to the lovely dispute between NBC and DirecTV. Oh, yes. Oh, this is and a pain the CW. In the ass. We could not watch 
the newer episodes of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend as they were on because right. we, we actually had it under DirecTV. We were like, oh yeah, let's go. We put it on and it had the message that we they were in the dispute. Two hours of two hours royalty-free music and a message saying that they are in dispute. Oh. We had to wait till it was posted on the CW app um, 24 hours later. Oh, that was painful. <laughs> I like watching it when it first comes out now. Now you get spoiled, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... All right. We'll also just get to it. Okay. Well, actually, let's tell because there's, I, there, regardless of the fact that uh, at least one friend of mine watches this show, and a lot of your friends do, a lot yeah. of listeners that listen like to listen to news as probably don't. So let's tell everybody what the show is about, so we have a um kind of a a base work of what these top five moments are referencing. Okay. Well, it revolves around Rebecca Bunch. Who was working hard at a New York job? <laughs> no, don't do the theme dough, song. <laughs> it, no, okay. the, the theme song is funny too. Yeah, um, but pretty much it's about this girl who is working. This woman who is working in New York at a high power job. She runs into her fifteen-year-old s- camp crush. Yeah, her her boyfriend her from boyfriend crush, from camp from camp, and he lives in West Covina, California. She's miserable in her life, and she decides, hey, seeing Josh, I'm going to move to West Covina. So she moves to West Covina under the pretense of getting away from New York. But really, it's because she's going because of Josh. West Covina is the Inland Empire. Only two hours from the beach. Um, <laughs> I've learned more about West Covina than yeah. I ever knew. and uh, But she moves there for him. And then the whole th- first season is about her trying to get with Josh and being kind of despicable and scheming to get to h- get with him. This is the first That's time I ever looked this up. I was because I was very curious. Um, West Covina is directly west of Los Angeles. I knew it had some kind of LA connection, and actually, this is not not a, any kind of spoiler or anything to do with our list. There's a particular character that is she's an act, a budding actress, so I knew LA had to fit in there somehow. So, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's I was just curious. So just as a point of reference. Um, there's a whole song about West Covina. Yes, I don't think it's on either one of our lists, but <laughs> no. there is a beautiful song about West Covina. Yep. So this very intelligent when she needs to be, but actually she's very intelligent, but poor at making decisions. Talented lawyer moves to West Covina, mis- drops everything. And I was going to say the show is a balance, but it's not a balance between her professional life and, and her Nope. chasing her ex-boyfriend but it's not it's it's her primarily chasing her ex-boyfriend but then when she needs to step up she steps up and those are actually some of the highlights of the show too which oh, makes yeah. her an interesting character despite the fact that i think she is the worst person on the face of the earth yeah she's a very interesting character she she definitely is and i think not she, to spoil the second yep. season but i think the second season is more of her realizing yeah. how much of an asshole she is and um she is so focused on getting what she wants that she is in and out of relationships with people and damages relationships and hurts a lot of people yeah but with not not with malice it just happens it just, and i'm saying yeah. that because i'm looking at my list and that's kind of important yeah so all right i think that's the premise enough of the premise of the show supporting characters in a lot of ways are just as strong and i think oh, i yeah. mentioned here but that's the basis of the show if you haven't watched it I, it's not one of those shows i can absolutely say you gotta watch this you really have i can to, you gotta watch this yeah, there has to be something in this for you if you like um musicals if you like musicals definitely watch it 
Uh, as far as the story and the characters, if you like a entertaining story and and like to get angry at characters, then watch it. I think the writing is pretty. pretty no, the, good the story is so good. I, it's, I, it's pretty good. It's it's hook is that it's a it's kind of like it's a the musicals are uh, what it's like uh, um like a, it's like a, like a oh what is it uh, where people just pop up out of nowhere and start dancing? What is that called? Uh, a musical? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like it happens in in like. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the flash mob. Oh. The musical numbers are like are like a flash mob. You never really see them coming. You see them coming a little bit as they happen, yeah. but it's like it could have been like the the one last night, um, or the one like well, it doesn't it, the, as of this recording. The one they sang about the new character. Oh yeah, I wasn't expecting it in that scene, but once they started rolling towards, you got to it. So it's like a flat. The musicals are kind of like flash mob appearances. It's not very. There's no formula to the musical and number for, showing up and for those of you that know musicals it's a musical that's what happens in a musical suddenly a dance break or a musical interlude not in cats they just they're always singing that's not a typical anyway musical. back anyway. to our list i'll go first that way we'll say okay. you're number one for last since you're the one who okay. actually kind of got this rolling and actually yeah. it was your idea to do this episode and i was yep. didn't take any convincing which is strange yes Number five is two words, but it's the words and the actions that go with it. It's, I'm horrified. <laughs> to set the stage, her, Rachel's, wait, no, what's her character's name? Rebecca. Uh, Rebecca's new best friend convinces her to throw a party so that she can meet people and kind of show this love interest that she's a cool person and isn't just there for him, but just so happens to be there at the same place he is. It's the same point of their lives. She is, I want to say anti social. She's socially awkward. Yeah. So to host a party like that was tough for her. And she, her best friend gives her this big speech, this big rile up. And her, she's like, Are you ready? And she raises both arms in her air and has a big smile on her face and goes, I'm horrified. <laughs> and I picked that one because that is exactly, that is the best representation of how I feel going into every interview I do on News Ed. You asked me if I was ready to talk to Greg Hall at Universal Studios, the senior attraction designer for the park, for a special episode I did, and I said, yeah, I'm ready, but in my head I'm going, I'm horrified and raising my (laughs) fists. So seeing that really was like, that's exactly how I feel going into every interview. So that's my number five. Uh, My number five is (laughs) it. sometimes she does things that are totally speaking to the inner musical geek. And this one just just is typical of a musical. Uh, when she realizes that she might not be the good person, when she gets to know the current girlfriend at the time and realizes that she might be the bad guy. There's a song called I'm the Villain of My Own Story. I'm the villain in my own story. I'm the witch in my own tale. Though I insist I'm the protagonist, it's clear that my soul is up for sale. I'm the villain in my own story. And she's singing to herself as a witch. And she's trying to see herself, like, through the whole thing, she's seen herself previously as the good guy, as the one who's, you know, the damsel in distress and everything. And then she realizes that she's ruining this perfectly good person. She's really not, but... (laughs) But um, she realizes that she might be the the one that's the the not good one, so that's what that's one of my that's my number five. All right. So how many? I'm just curious. Unless you don't want to give it away, how many musical references are on your list? 
They're all musicals. Are they? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, was sick, I figured that we were going to have completely opposite lists when it comes to that. Yep. Number four for me, it's kind of a nebulous general thing because I can't pinpoint one thing she said because every time she speaks, it's the best part of the show. And it's anytime the character Heather speaks. You love Heather. I do. I was just saying in the preface of this that there was one character that is not deplorable and it's Heather. She is she is the moral center, the she's the one that grounds everybody, not just Rebecca. Whenever things get a little weird, all of a sudden Heather pops up to give like two lines that brings everything back down to earth. Not for the characters, but for the story. I think that's like her main character purpose. Like uh well, I don't want to give away every line because, but that, but that, I think that's that is what her character is meant for, and the actress is it's a she's a millennial. The character is a millennial. Uh-huh. The actress is a millennial. She has the atypical millennial parents who reward her for failure, but she she sees that she like I said she is the the I don't even know I keep saying the moral but not necessarily she's, moral she's, she's the only the down audience she's the, voice. yeah she so yeah actually. That's true. She says what everybody's That's thinking. That's true, because the uh, the reference I was going to make last night, actually I can, because it's, it's season two, they lost a child in a nightclub, and Rebecca was saying all these things about how Josh was going to find out a secret of her that she didn't want to want to find out, and Rebecca's like, yeah, you're worried for that child you meant to say. Like, it's, yeah. it's like that. Just, and she, and her, her lines aren't very... Uh, Long? No, 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 no. Um. <laughs> They're not. They're very well crafted. It's like this. The this. It's not a straightforward sentence. Like, like you need to be worried. Worried for the child should have been the sentence, but it wasn't. It was much more well crafted. That it's like it brought everything down to reality and made me laugh. She's she's the best written character in that show. Period. She's, she's nicely snarky. Snar- yeah, she. I guess she, she is. is. That's which is funny because usually snarky gets on my nerves. But I think the fact that she is the one that. She's, is the only yeah, yeah the only she's down justifiably, to earth character. She's yes. justifiably snarky. Yep. So number four, anytime Heather speaks. Uh, my number four is uh, Greg is one of my favorite characters. He's sadly not much in. He's season was two. he in season two at all? No, I guess not. is that the nope. season he went away or is it the end of season one? <sighs> end of season one. Okay. End of season two, but he's got um, his whole story arc is that he's. He's an intelligent guy and he could have gone to school, but he didn't because his mom left the family and um, he's kind of always got a chip on his shoulder and he has this whole song that was called I Could If I Wanted To. No, that's, yeah, <laughs> that and, was and on the, my short list. The best, the best, the way this song starts is whoop de freaking do <laughs> whoop de freaking do look at this guy in the red and blue striped tie making millions till he dies selling bonds and stocks to other guys in ties who have millions with which to buy a bunch of bonds and stocks and ties i'd rather die which i will eventually of course but in the meantime i could make millions selling stocks and bonds and ties if i tried but i don't but i could but i don't but I could if I wanted to. Yeah. yeah <laughs> it's like all these things that he could do if he wanted to, but I don't. But he could if he wanted to. Yep. And and um, he actually sings it once at the beginning, and then he has a reprise later in the later in the season. Um, but it's 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 a really, I mean, it, it's it's a really good song 
to say, yeah, I have potential, but I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So that's, that's my number four. Okay. That's Greg is he, that's one I don't dislike, but he makes the worst decisions throughout his entire arc. So you see, you're just like, you're like, you give up on him. That's, that's, I don't like him because it's like, you make the worst decisions. So he's not so deplorable. What's that? (laughs) I just like his voice. Okay. (laughs) All right, my number three, two characters we haven't talked about yet, Paula and Scott. Paula is her new best friend in West Covino, and Scott is her is Paula's husband. Oh. T- Scott, where Paula was catching Scott up on what Rebecca has been doing. So basically reiterating the entire premise of the um, show, but she was they're doing it by trading lines of the opening theme song word for word best. back and forth. <laughs> She's a crazy ex-girlfriend. What? No, she's not. She's a crazy ex-girlfriend. That's a sexist term, Scott. She's a crazy ex-girlfriend. Okay, just stop talking for a second. She's so broken inside. The situation is a lot more nuanced than that. C-R-A-C-Y. I know how to spell Scott. She's a crazy ex-girlfriend. That was probably the most clever scene they've done in two seasons. That was that was amazing. It was yeah, it was the entire was, theme song, but it, it was a con- but it was a perfectly naturally flowing conversation. Partly, partly because you realize that through through most of the first season, they're kind of distant from each other and they haven't connected. And then after this one thing happens, and he she lets him in on what's been going on with Rebecca, and then they start this conversation, and it's just kind of nice because then you see them reconnect. So it's just. It flows naturally, which is weird because it is the theme yeah. song, <laughs> but spoken. Yep. And it just makes sense. Yep. So that's my number three. Uh, my number three, I, they're all musicals. Um, <laughs> again mean, with Greg. Good. Yeah. Greg, um, the black and white sequence where, they, where he sings Settle For Me. So even though I'm not the one you adore, why not settle for me, darling? Just settle for me. I think you'll have to agree. We make quite a pair. Where he encourages her not to just, you know, hey, you can't have Josh. Hey, settle for me. And and they do into this whole uh, Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, mm. black and white. Oh, it's just I love that song. And I will say the the songs that Greg sing are the ones that I can actually listen. I can sit through the uh, some of hers are though too. I, yeah. I, 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 but it's like I want to get usually the um, the songs put the breaks on for me, and I want to get to the story because, like I said, we're coming at it from two. Yeah. <laughs> we're coming at it from two um, way different uh, perspective. Perspective, yeah. Perspective, yeah. That word. Yeah. All right. Well, not, um, my number two, right? That's what we're up to. Yes. And actually, it almost sounds like I was <laughs> preparing myself for the statement. It, it is the only song on my list, and it is a Greg song. And it was the there was there's a couple of songs that make me that give me chuckles here and there. This one, I think, every punchline in it made me laugh out loud, and it was "I gave you a UTI." I'm so good at sex. Your maiden ship got wrecked. Is the reason you may die, die, die. I gave you a UTI. Yep. Yep. They were having, they got back together for the fifth or sixth or twentieth time, and they just had like this uh, marathon sex weekend, and she had uh, woken up with a urinary tract infection. And the song is about Greg 
pretty much celebrating this as a milestone slash conquest slash rewarding or just uh, patting himself on the back. Yeah. For this. And it's and the song is about pure joy. Yes. For him. It was about his victory and her, a urinary tract infection. It's, her defeat. It's yeah. Well, not even her defeat, but just the, the whole because there's yeah, I guess her defeat. Yeah, it was it was a and it's it, it made me laugh. It's a funny song, but it's also like perfectly timed because this is the uh to go back to the story end of the show this was like the, this is a final straw for him it's like it's if it doesn't work if you do all the one even one of the billions of things you've done to me in the past it's over so now not only are they back together but he's kind of got yeah. this he- weird momentary upper hand because it's this is not a story element nope but it did fit well this is one of the times that a song that really doesn't move the plot along and come back in any way shape or form is okay with me this is the only time. All the other songs can just stop. And let me get back to the story. Speaking of that, let me give you my number two, which <laughs> okay. is also a song. <laughs> and it happens to be? The Sexy Getting Ready oh, the, song. The, oh, oh, not the, uh, I thought you were going to say the uh, the same song. No, no, no. It's the Sexy Getting Ready song. The Sexy Getting Ready song. Grabbing and plucking, brushing and rubbing. The Sexy Getting Ready song. Um, I, I, I composed my, my list out of things that spoke to me and the sexy getting ready song really does do it because it really does detail all the things that women have to do to get ready to go out and it's not pretty and it's not fun and it's not glamorous and that's exactly the juxtaposition of what she's doing because she's doing it as a full-blown, it's the sexy getting ready song and it's this whole big production number. Um, with a rap interlude, which is interrupted by the rap artist realizing how gross it is, <laughs> and, and and he's forever oh, changed. Yeah, yeah, right. He's yeah. like, "This is what you all do." Because then he starts. He starts. They, they, they cut apologize. to him, and he starts apologizing. Yeah, he's like, "I gotta apologize to some bitches." <laughs> and so he has a list of. At the end, they show him with a list of bitches I need to <laughs> apologize to. Heather, I'm sorry, I devalued you. <laughs> Um, but I really, I, I actually think of that song when I get ready for work, but I'm not sexy getting ready. I'm, I'm getting ready, getting for, ready work. for work, but, um, but you know, it, it is a concept that, you know, when you're going out and you're getting ready to go somewhere fun, you're, you're primping and, and plucking and waxing, <laughs> doing all this stuff. And, and that really spoke to me. Okay. All right. Well, that leads up to number one. And for me, this is the best sequence they've done yet. And even halfway through season two, they have yet to top this. This is one of those scenes that just starts off with a slow roll and then snowballs and just gets worse with each step for the characters, which is hilarious. And it's, I'm, I don't know what it's seen as called but i'm calling it that text wasn't meant for josh oh i think that's actually the episode title yeah so what happened was they had she had just got josh back into her her life they're not dating she's still with he's still with the valencia yeah with the the current girlfriend they're at a meeting at the law firm she texts paula i just something the fact that i love him so much and hearts and smiles and faces and whatnot. And then she's like waiting for Paul to respond. And they're kind of miming, like, say something. Like, Rebecca's like, 
respond and paul's like i didn't get anything and then she looks at her phone and realizes she just texted josh oh yeah so then there's like this what's what's great about this is that there's completely complete utter silence and it's all facial and uh uh what's the uh i don't i want to say pantomime that's not the word the no uh, it's all physical yeah it's uh gestures yeah it's all looks and gestures between rebecca and paula then rebecca finally speaks up she has to leave it's a very important meeting it's an arbitration it's an arbitration that's yeah. what it is it's the, judge, is the judge says you can't leave they explain it to the judge what is this about miss bunch i can't grant you a stay you gotta take care of this right away you take the rest of the day off yes what can we do to help check this out connie oh Oh, this is a disaster. What are you going to do? Forget this stupid case. We've got to figure out how to spin this. No, let me see that. Girl, this is a living nightmare. What if we spin it as a joke? Oh, ha ha ha, it's opposite day. Nobody does opposite day anymore, Harry. What are we, fourth graders in 1995? Well, I don't know. I'm panicking, and I'm the only one brainstorming here, Connie. The judge starts to freak out and gets her out of there. You need to go! And gets her a police escort to Josh's apartment to get his phone before he reads it. This had to have gone on for like five minutes, and it is it was the it's the funniest sequence they've done. Um, I'm not comparing the show to the show I'm about to say, but I am going to say one other show that I'm a big fan of that does this just as well as Trailer Park Boys, and that's something I've always said that I love about Trailer Park Boys. When they snowball a scene, and usually to the climax of the end of the episode, it's some of the best stuff they do, and. I obviously I'm a fan of that kind of thing because when they did it in this show, it made it to my number one. So my number one is that text was not meant for Josh. Okay. My, my number one is something I'm a little attached to. <laughs> I was surprised, increasingly surprised as well on your list until we got down to the final two and went, Oh, of course it's number one. Of course it's going to be number one. It is the heavy boob song. For those of you who have a bit of a wreck, you can understand the challenges, and 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 she she definitely does have the heavy boob problem, and I think that's one of the reasons I one of the many reasons I like it is she's kind of relatable physically to me, that I'm like oh, she's not perfect she's not a size two she's got big tatas, and um, the whole thing is about how heavy boobs are not sexy, they're huge and a burden, <laughs> and you can store things. In your bra. <laughs> I got them heavy boobs, heavy boobs. Dance like dying stars. I got them heavy boobs, heavy boobs. Don't need an airbag in my car. Here is a list of all of the objects that I can hold under my boobs. Stapler, 10 pencils, paperback copy of Arabian Nights, dog bone, remote control, hardback copy of Wuthering Heights. And and I that I, I, I think I actually that's before you even started watching the show, I made you watch that video. I was going to say that. That's the first thing you made me watch. And I'm like, oh, just sitting there rolling my eyes. I'm like, yeah, it's it's funny. But I was like, I could never watch 40 minutes of this. How do you oh, watch yes, this you crap? But I was wrong. Yes, I was could. wrong. Yeah. That's my number one. See, no, that's it. Here's, here's what I don't like about the music part. I wouldn't say I don't like them. I, 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 I go through them. They're fine. They're fine. But that's the thing. It's like that. What did that have to do with the story they were telling? Nothing. She was saying, the whole thing was, is they were at the bridal shop talking about about um, wedding dresses, and yeah. she was shaming her own body to make the other girl feel better. And she was like, 
telling her how the, the the other girl was like, you got big boobs. You should be happy. And she was saying, you know, kind of decrying how they're not the best thing in the world. And I've had that. Yeah, I mean, I get well. I get it because it's it, it's part of the show. But it's just I'm saying I think it's that's why musical. it's just. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Yep. Yep. I know. I, I over overthink it. But that's just me. Well, all right, let's go through our top fives again, and we'll get to some honorable mentions. My number five, or my top five, or I'm horrified. Number four is Anytime Heather Speaks. Uh, number three is Paul and Scott turning the theme song into dialogue. Number two is a song I gave you a UTI, and number one is that text was not meant for Josh. My top five is, uh, my number five is the I'm the villain of my own story, in my own story. Uh, my number four, I could if I wanted you. If I, I could if I wanted to. Uh, number three is settle for me. Number two is sexy getting ready song. I can't even say it without being in, ca- in the in the cadence. And number one is heavy boobs. All right, so I do. I did jot down some honorable mentions. I'll tell this one first because there is another song on this show I do like. Um, I think, and it's like one of those songs I could actually take it out of context and enjoy it. Cause I think it's well performed and it's a, I like, I like the song it's dream ghosts. Oh yeah. It's where she takes, I don't know what, like a handful of Xanax to get on a flight. And she dreams about her, uh, her psychiatrist actually being a, a dream ghost and telling her what to do in her dreamlike state and her, and the dream ghost, there's three dream ghosts on this plane. One is Ricky Lake. Mm hmm. And it's a, that's the song. Song is is about getting advice from. It's about the trope of getting a advice from a vision in movies and TV shows. So it's a, I like that song. Another album honorable mention I have is the po- the the whole boba tea thing, which I haven't <laughs> had any in season two. A lot of the a lot of the stuff, a lot of the life changing decisions have been made at this little boba. boba tea shack. And the guy, the guys that run it, the two guys that run it, were starting to get involved in the story. Sort of not not. They didn't have a storyline, but they were like things they would say would affect the thoughts of the characters and would lead to something else. Mm-hmm. But they kind of dropped that in season two. I don't remember yeah. seeing Boba Tea much at all in they, season two. They went on that last episode, but not. They didn't make a big deal about yeah, it. Yeah, not like it they was in the went first to season. Drink there. Yeah, I mean it was a, definitely a location in the first season. Um, one an actual serious kind of moment. A, a, a really good story. Th- Thing for Greg's character and a, a, a really good story element for the supporting characters when Greg's father ends up selling the house and pretty much leaving Greg with nothing in West Covina, forcing him to finally go back to school. Mm-hmm. That was good. It's finally because Greg, like I said I, earlier in this episode, Greg's character is just makes the worst possible decisions throughout the entire run of the series. And then his father, who wasn't really, I mean, he wasn't. We didn't get to know much about the father. We just knew it was his father. But then we get to know his father does the fatherly thing. And Mm. he knows Greg is never going to make the right decision. So he creates a situation where Where Greg has has one decision to make. Uh, Really? I mean, the other one is he has has a choice. But one is far more better than the other. So that was a cool character thing. From something that's kind of lighthearted and almost a silly premise for a show in a good way. Because not every show has to be super serious to have a character no, the, the, that just shows that the the writers on this are as high caliber as any other show because that's a great character moment and then i will admit i will admit as much as i just kind of tried to i, I really kind of tried to debate yeah i wasn't really trying to argue uh heavy boobs is on my honorable mention list because <laughs> yes. that is a funny song um my honorable mention i had to mention i gave you an a, a uti that was it is very catchy 
Um, my second one is, oh my God, I think I like you. And that's when she realizes as she's what? having a lot of sex with Greg. Is that another song? Yeah. Oh God, okay. This is why I don't know half these things. I love the song. I know, that's fine. I just Where don't remember them. <laughs> and then I had put one down and I just realized it's the second season. Oh, uh, what was it? You go first. It's a song that they sing to each other. Paula and Rebecca sing to oh, each other. Oh, yeah, that was. When yeah, neither one of pretty, them are, are willing to that's apologize. A, that's their 80s song. Yes. That one was kind of fun to watch because of the whole eight. They they did every 80s. Yeah. Um, they, their mullets get bigger get, and yeah. bigger. And they had like, yeah, the um, leggy, the uh, leg warmers and the oh yeah the, the gloves, the fingerless gloves that went down halfway down the forearm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the guitar solos yeah. and everything. It, it was, it was, there are so many things. It was hard for me to narrow it down. There are some things that I skip over. And and this I have to say the second season is a little weaker, um, song wise, but it seems like there is actually less. But the first season is very heavy, with with song. Mm. Yeah, I think you're right. Actually, now you mentioned it. last night there was the last episode we watched had what just the one I could think of, maybe two, maybe three. I think there were three. They're shorter. That that's yeah. one thing I noticed. It's like they're they're shorter, and maybe that has to do with the. Um, Keeping the story flowing because, like I said, it was like yeah for me it would I would actually would fast forward through it because it was too too slow. So maybe they're maybe they do have a um are working on pacing a little better. So well, all right, I guess that's it until season two wraps up and we come back and revisit this again. We'll see what happens because so. tonight is the night of the Golden Globes and Crazy Ex Girlfriend is actually up for quite a few. Oh really? Yep. That's okay because yep. that's like. I just never, and I'm only surprised because I never had really even heard of the show until you told me about it, and then I watched it, and I, I was surprised my friend Eric watched it, and I don't know, I really don't know anyone for sure that else watched it. I'm, I'm assuming the people that like my post when I say I'm watching it like it, or watch it, but I don't really know, so I didn't, I really don't know what its and popularity I, is. I don't know what any popularity of current TV is, except for Walking Dead. Because so. I, I follow Rachel Bloom on, on Facebook, and she's been posting about getting ready, she's She's actually painted, um, has on each of her nails, like an artist rendering of all of the co-stars. Oh, really? Okay. Everybody from the show. Heather and Valencia and all of them. Well, good luck to them, even though this will, we will have known the results well before this episode yes. ever posts. So. All right. Well, if you happen to watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, go ahead and let us know what some of your favorite moments are. Let us know which ones we missed from that first season. Um, I imagine we'll probably do this for... The second season as well, just for fun. Keep this rolling. Probably any season this is on. It's always kind of fun to revisit a subject in a different way on Best of Fives. You don't get that. You really don't get that opportunity too much on this show. So we'll probably take advantage of that. Um, if you're new to the show, check us out. Not only the Best of Five feeds on iTunes, but check us out at neozaz.com. That is all the shows we do. There's a lot more people involved in this network than just me and Christy. There's a lot more people on Best of Fives than just us do as well. We, of course, have our social media pages. We're at Neozaz on Twitter, Neozaz Podcast on Facebook, and Neozaz on Instagram. All right, with that, I think I can wrap this up and say thank you for listening. And uh, we've got so many different ending catchphrases. So I'm going to go with Dave's, I think, midseason, which is, it's no, I don't like that one. And I don't want to use the a-hole one because we've been pretty clean. I'll just say thanks for listening. And we'll see you in another episode of The Best of Fives settle for us there you go i think that one wasn't on that 